Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pardon Intermission. I am Eric. And I'm Jason. Sans the uncomfortable pause this time. Yes. Yes. I want to make sure Ooh. there's, you know, just do it smooth, get it out. And, you know, that's all for you, my friend. All for you. No, all for you. <laughs> because in our last episode, uh, I rudely interrupted no, you. No, you did un- not. Your uncomfortable pause totally freaked me out. It had me like going, what? No, but would you call that the Shatner effect? That was, I believe I dubbed that the Shatner effect. The yes. Shatner effect. So yes. I got you on that. So I want to make sure there was no Shatner affecting right now. There is no Shatner. Shatner effect here, mister! There is, is no Shatner effect. You have to almost go up and down, too, as you do the words, I think. That's very important to remember. You have to modulate up yeah. and down, up and down. And don't forget, you have to, like, move your hands. Buck, in a are you out of your Vulcan mind? There you go. There's yeah. somebody out on the wing of that plane, <laughs> mister! Oh, that's another one we got to do. Remember, uh, we talked about that. We're going to do, uh, in Twi- the future, folks, we're going to do... F- Oh yeah, Twilight Zone best actors. Sneak peek. Tell your friends yes, about it. Yes, yeah. So, so yeah. keep a lookout for that one. But anyway, we are here today, and we're going to talk yes. about. We actually promised this a couple of episodes ago. We said we were going to do this. Yes, I've been looking forward to this. And actually. we are, and we're doing it. We're doing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk today about some uh, uh, childhood shows. Yeah. That uh, that we like or that were very important to mm-hmm. that genre, but they're the educational branch, not yes. just. <clears throat> cartoons and stuff uh-huh. like that. These are the educational shows yeah. that uh, meant a lot to us and a lot of other folks mm-hmm. uh, you know, for different reasons. Well, like I said, some some also were just because they yeah. were milestones at the time too. But yeah. but uh, we're, we each have comprised a list of uh, yep. our top five. I got mine uh, right in front through. of me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, and start. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to yeah. go first? Okay. Uh, actually, you know, I'll tell you what. Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, I'll let's have you go first. Okay, okay. I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, okay. So my first uh, childhood show. Now, mm-hmm. I will I will admit I have seen this show when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but. I did not see it when it originally aired. I'm not that old, but they did do the reruns as as and I watched it as a kid, believe it or not. They, they, had, have, they had reel to reel back then? They had reruns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I it said was, it was a reel. silent it was a silent it was a silent show. There was no uh, talkies just came was, in when you yeah, were born. It wasn't huh? quite talkie. Yeah, they hadn't got talkies yet. <laughs> right. No, you know what? This this show ran from uh, 1947 <clears throat> to 1960. Okay. Um, do you know what it is? Any idea? Nineteen forty to nine. 1947 to 1960. 1947 to 1960. That's a very long shelf life for a television show. Uh, not really. Not in this genre, uh, to believe it or not. Okay. Um, in that case, then, I am you give going, up? I, I know it's not Hee Haw, God. I don't know if you've ever seen this one or heard of this one. It is I called Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. Okay. So, Have you heard yeah, that? I believe. So, Howdy Doody. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the one where we had... Um, Edgar Bergen, uh, I'm not sure if he was Edgar Bergen. Oh, who did the the the, the puppet, the ventriloquist, or is this something different? Okay, I think I this ha- is something different. You're okay, thinking. I have yeah. heard of Howdy Doody, but anyway, um, how, well, okay. Howdy Doody was was a show was a kids show okay. that ran, uh, like I said, 1947 to 1960. Okay, um, it had uh, a kind of western. You know, back then kids were into like the westerns and stuff, so I had western and, and circus yeah. themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the character, the main character, was Buffalo Bob Smith. And he, okay. he wasn't a puppet. He was the human. And the puppet was Howdy Doody. 
Okay, okay. Now, the interesting thing about that is that uh, uh, Bob, Bob Smith, created uh, uh, Howdy mm-hmm. um, only as a voice uh, during his radio days. So he mm-hmm. literally created it first on radio, and then he was able to transfer it over, and they were able to make you know uh, this this TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it had a lot of, and, and a lot of, and the show had a lot of puppet characters, and also had a lot of uh, different of main characters, of human characters, I guess you would call them, human actors. Sure. Um, and then I think they brought in some special guests for you know hot uh, on top. Uh, what would you call them? Famous actors of the day, right? Yeah. Um, but another, uh, uh, they had a famous. Uh, what I remember is a famous clown called Clarabelle the clown. Okay. okay. Um, and that Clarabelle was played by Bob uh, Keishan. Right. Oh, okay. Who also went on to play Captain Kangaroo, had his own ah. show. Yeah. So that's very interesting. So, and then they, I think after he left, and they did have somebody else play Clara, Clarabelle, but I remember mm. Clarabelle. It's funny because I would get him mixed up with, I remember Bozo the Clown too back then. I remember then. Bozo the Clown. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, definitely, uh, I would always get him mixed up, but it was Clarabelle uh, the, the, the Clown. They had a, uh, the audience was called a peanut gallery. Okay. And, you know, as an audience, uh, they would always bring in a bunch of kids. I'm not sure if they had adults there, too. Maybe some of the adults with the kids. But, yeah, it was okay. called the Peanut, peanut uh, gallery. gallery. And and <laughs> also, uh, you would hear him say in the beginning of the show, uh, very famously, what time is it? It's Howdy Doody time. And then they had the song, it's Howdy Doody time. Oh, it's Howdy Doody time. And then it went on. So, anyway, that, that's I think that's probably one of the first ones that started it all. Okay. So, that, that made... Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, I got confused with Edgar Bergen, who had his ventriloquist puppet known as Charlie McCarthy. And hmm. Edgar, Edgar Bergen is the father of Candace Bergen. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Actress Candace Bergen. But he had a popular ventriloquist puppet back in the day called um, uh, Charlie McCarthy. And so that's why I got confused, because I thought how... But he had, it, like, the Charlie top McCarthy. hat and the spyglass, right? right? He had right. The, the, the monocle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I do remember him. But I don't know, did he have okay. a kid show with that, or was that just a character they did? I think it was just a character he did. Okay. And it was more of a variety show than it was a kid show. Mm. So at least from what I recall from my media, from studying my media history days, Gotcha, college. gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so hey, moving on here. Uh, number two for me is uh, Captain Kangaroo. Aha. So uh, yeah. like I said, Captain Kangaroo, which was played by Clarabelle the Clown from Howdy Doody. Bob, nice segue. Bob, Bob Keishan. Yeah, yeah thank nice you. segue, thank by you. the way. Yeah. Now, this is the show for me personally. Uh, personal tie-in is I remember this as a young kid. I don't know how young I was, but as a young kid, I just remember I think my mom would always turn it on. Yeah. And when I would get be getting ready for school, it was just on. So I just remember, you know, this Captain Kangaroo. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember, Captain Kangaroo always had this like red. The reason he was called Captain Kangaroo is he was dressed kind of like in a captain's uniform. Yeah. Right. You know, he kind of had this coat, this official looking coat, but it was red. Wasn't his, I was just going to say, wasn't his suit or his coat like maroon or red or yeah, something? Yeah, it was red. Okay. And, and the reason he was called yeah. King, Captain Kangaroo is because he had a lot of pockets. Like okay, a kangaroo, right. yeah. and he would pull stuff out of the pockets, you know, and right, show right, and show right. kids. Now, th- this show aired. Uh, uh, so, history for the show aired uh, for twenty nine years. Can you believe that? So, wow. from nineteen fifty five to nineteen eighty four. It's one of the longest running wow. uh, kids show. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's funny because originally um, I, I I don't remember this at all, of course. But it, looking up some history, it was his based on his house. Basically, what you do is it would you know Captain Kangaroo. You'd go. It was like the show would start. He's coming into his house. Yeah. He'd put his keys. I remember. I think on the wall or a hook or something. And then he'd start going around his house and talking to the camera. It's like a lot of these shows talk to the kids, right, or talking to yeah. the camera. Yeah. 
And then, uh, uh, you know, he would have all this interesting stuff. You know, it was like all this eclectic stuff in his house. And he mm-hmm. had some other characters and, and I think some – and owned oh, some puppets. That's right. He had a moose. Okay. Uh, what was – I can't remember the name. Uh, it was Mr. Moose. That's right. was the name of this moose. He almost looked like Bullwinkle from the old cartoon. Is he like, hey, Rocky, I'm yeah, Bullwinkle. Kind of, kind of. But okay. he, he did look like it, but it was a puppet. Okay. So I, I remember this moose. Um so he'd go in his house, and, and it's funny because uh, when I look it up, they would he called it the treasure house at first. It was his uh, treasure house, okay. and then they renamed it to the captain's place in 71. Okay. Also back then, during the treasure house days, he had a blue coat in, uh, in 71, which I remember in, in, you know, later on in the show was the red coat. They switched it to the red coat for some okay. reason, probably because it just caught the eye better or something. You know, it was probably better for that. Also, another interesting fact, Bill Cosby was on this show. He, Whoa, uh, was he selling pudding? <laughs> no, he wasn't selling pudding, jello, pudding, pops. He was, uh, his, he had his a... dating a, services? No, no, thank <laughs> goodness, no. He had a, uh, uh, he was a regular host on here, and he had, uh, uh, it's called a pitcher pages segment so i think picture he would look at picture segment. pages yeah okay. doing that so okay. anyway you know i don't remember a lot i just remember the set i remember mm-hmm. ca- this this guy also had the famously that kind of bowl haircut you know he I had was, like blonde hair yeah. yeah i was just gonna say he had that really hideous bowl haircut and the guy was from what i remember he from what i remember he looked like a cross between gene wilder and peewee herman Kind of, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, he did, so? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, good. Not not the curly hair of Gene Wilder, but yeah, yeah. But like I said, yeah, he kind of had the bowl haircut, yeah, uh, right, but the, right. But the same kind of color. I think it's kind of like a red, almost like a blondish or right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, blondish or reddish blonde. Okay. okay, so number three for me, I'll just go down my list and then we'll hit yours. Sure, that's number fine. three for me is uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh-huh. Obviously, yes. This one is more. F- I never really watched it a lot, to be honest with you. But this mm-hmm. one is more because of just just the. Uh, uh, you know, the show was so popular and it ran, I mean, it ran, it said, from 1968 to 2001. 2001, yeah. That is nuts. That is yep. crazy. That, let's see, 68 to 2001. So that spanned uh, almost three, almost three decades, just over, yeah, just over, spanned almost three decades. So three different generations grew up with Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That's that crazy. Is, that is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Fred Rogers, obviously the guy who created the show. It, yeah. it was called, they could say it was called either Mr. Rogers or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I think it was, I don't know if they, yeah. they changed it at some point or if it was just always known as either or type of thing, you know. Right, but, um, right. Uh, of course, the opening of that show is, won't you be my, my neighbor, neighbor, right? And he's always dressed. And he's like, it's the weirdest thing, though. He'd come into the house. That's, I mean, I do did watch the show once in a while, so I kind of know he'd come into the house. And he would, you know, he would change his clothes. I'm like, he's putting on slippers or something. He's taking his shoes off. I'm like, what is going on here? And Dude, use the bedroom. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's like he would always come in. He would always take off those nice canvas uh, sneakers that he yeah. wore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he had the cardigan vest sweaters, too. Yeah, yeah. That he were would... always, he had, they were buttoned down, but he would always button the bottom one and leave the top ones the top unbuttoned. <laughs> yeah. And he always walked very gracefully. He was very calm. I mean, yeah. I mean, if this guy had a t- Temper, you never knew it existed because he was always so calm did, and Well, collected. did you ever see the movie they made about that with uh was it uh, Tom Hanks or who played him? Um I know Tom Hanks portrayed him in a movie. Now there was a there was a documentary made about Fred Rogers. And so I need I think I need to distinguish that because a lot of people have gotten that confused with the movie that Tom mm. Hanks portrayed him in. Okay. It's different. There was a documentary that was made about Fred Rogers shortly after he passed away in um like 2008 or 2009, I think. 
uh, whenever he passed away. But then Tom Hanks played him in the biopic that yeah. came out a few years ago. Because I was wondering, did he have a temper? You know, I was like, was a guy always this calm? You not know? from what I've read and not from really? what I saw in the documentary. He, I mm. mean, he had things, He's obviously. very mild-tempered, huh? Very mild-tempered. He wow. had things, obviously, that bothered him, but he yeah. was never... Uh, everything that was written about him that was good and honest and loyal is true, true, hmm. right down to a T. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Very well, it's nice to see that actually a person is just a person and not, you know, the character, and then you hear all this stuff behind the scenes, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. He was throwing throwing puppets around you know he's ripping daniel tiger's head off in the background yeah right, right. he was selling jello with bill cosby that was also you know it was also an interesting <laughs> show because you know he would he would have a lot of, of, of people on famous people and he also had yeah. a regular uh, uh characters uh act uh, human actors you know mm -hmm. neighborhood people that would come by yeah like you'd have a guy deliver the mail i think he had a knee an actual neighbor and all these yeah. people would would visit visit him um but then he would have that trolley that was kind of the the part even as a kid i quite didn't i don't know it's couldn't wrap my mind around where he had this trolley it went into like this other room it just went in and then all of a sudden now you're in puppet land yeah you know and you had these puppets and then but then he would come in there yeah you know so i i, I was kind of like i quite didn't i don't know i couldn't wrap my mind around that aspect i mean a lot of these shows had had puppets but it's just like okay, what, right. what's going on here why is he going i don't know you know why? Why is it the trolley, and that's the yeah, magic right, trolley, or right. I don't know. It was just supposed to be about sparking the imagination. Yes, yes, yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, it was just so funny. I I just couldn't. I just couldn't get it back then. I don't know. But anyway, I, totally I will say that it. the only thing, um, um, you know, they had a lot of characters, puppet characters, and probably the one that made it out. Mo the most famous would be Daniel Tiger because he does have yeah. his own show. I think there's Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood or something now yeah. on PBS. Yeah, so. Yep, exactly. Okay, so moving along here. Uh, that was number three. Number four, of course, mm -hmm. is the classic Sesame Street. Uh -huh, okay. Sesame Street. Everybody uh, dun, dun, who's anybody knows dun, Sesame Street. Dun, I mean, dun, 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 dun. this is the longest running show. You know that, right? Yep. Because it's still going. Yep. That's what I'm saying. This genre is, is, is amazing because these shows go for sometimes decades and and this one is still going started in 1969 mm -hmm. that is crazy um obviously you know sesame street you got a lot of puppets uh muppets actually um jim henson big part uh, in the beginning of this yeah it wasn't created by jim henson but uh but they did bring him in mm -hmm. uh to do it here's the thing that i found interesting looking up some information yeah. uh, on him Originally, when they did the show, you know he waived his performance fees? I did not know that. He waived his performance fees. It was just kind of like a George Lucas move here okay. with the merchandise. He sure. waived his performance fee for full ownership of the Sesame Street Muppets. Mm -hmm. And then he split the revenue with uh, the company uh, from the that they generated. Okay. So he owned those. That's why when you have like Kermit the Frog, yeah. you can have Kermit the Frog all over the place, or he did back then. Oh, huh, okay. Because it wasn't just exclusive Sesame Street. He owned those characters. That is a genius move. That's a brilliant move. That that's probably wow. really what set up his career. Because if yeah. he would have signed off on those on those mm -hmm. characters, you know, he probably would have had a hard time trying to start the Muppets. That's true. That's you true, know, because yeah. you'd have to have all new characters. And, and then, and then it's, well, does this yeah. character, you know, if he had Kermit the Frog, if he had, you know, I don't know, you know, Zermit the the armadillo that kind of looks, you know, is that, wait, that sounds like Kermit the, you know what I mean? If, if yeah, they right, had characters right, that right. were similar. Right, I got Because it's hard to be really creative and create, you know, completely different things. Yeah, it is. So anyway, the guy was, the guy was amazing. The uh, the show um, had a lot of other uh, regulars that were famous. I mean, you had Bill Irwin. 
Um, yeah. He was on there. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jeter, Ruth Buzzy. A lot of these names you may not know, but I mean they've been on at least in our era of TV. Yeah, these guys <laughs> have been have been there. Bill Irwin, I would say people probably know him best for uh, playing the. Um, the dad in uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas, the the live the live action live one, action okay, one with Jim it. Carrey, right? He yeah. played the dad in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. And uh, it's funny. I thought for some reason I always thought Lavar Burton was a part of that, but I guess he wasn't. No, he, he LeVar, may have been on there, but I don't. Lavar Burton was part of another show that's actually on my list, which I'll get to in just okay. A second yes. Here. Um, also, the 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 puppets just kind of close this one out. The puppets, uh, yeah. very famous puppets. I mean, you had. Bert and Ernie, mm-hmm. Bert and Ernie from "It's a Wonderful, it's a wonderful life, life" fame. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. but they, of course, they weren't on it. The movie "It's a Wonderful Life," but there's two characters called Bert and Ernie <coughs> in that movie, right. which I think they that <coughs> that, that was a uh, homage to yep. to those to those characters. You had Big Bird. You had the Count. Right. Right. Yeah. Oscar the Grouch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Elmo, which has had a checkered past. <laughs> Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> Tickle oh, no. me, Elmo. Elmo. Hey, I'm Elmo. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Of course, Kermit the Frog. We talked about Grover. You had the Cookie Monster. The cookie Monster. There's also uh, one of my favorite characters was hmm. Sam the Eagle. Oh, I, really, Sam? I, I am Sam the Eagle. Interesting. You yeah. To do your patriotic duty. And vote or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of great, a lot of great Muppets came out of that. So that oh, was, yeah, that was my number four. Sesame Street all time Mr. for kids, educational. Yeah. Um, number five. I'm gonna hit this one real quick and then pass it off because we did talk about this before. But number sure. five for me, be just and the only reason I did this one is because it is personal to me. Uh, is the Great Space Coaster we talked yeah. about? That. that was on um, a few episodes ago, huh? Yeah, a, few, yeah. a couple of episodes ago we talked about it. It's funny after the episode we looked up on YouTube mm-hmm. some of it, and it's like that song. You're like, oh yeah, I do remember that. And I was like, the Great Space Coaster, coaster get, on get on board. board. It's the yep. Great Space, space coaster, coaster, we'll explore. explore. Yep. It's so f- <laughs> anyway, that one was running. That was a quick one. That was from '81 to '86. Right. It, it basically was surrounding a uh, uh, three 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 friends, uh, mm-hmm. human friends, who got on. On this ship, which looked basically looked like a convertible car, right, and they yeah. blasted off from Earth and went to this uh, asteroid where they found all these characters. Yeah, they were on like a Cadillac in space or something, kind of like, like against that, again know? puppet. Yeah, Cadillac in space. It was again. <laughs> it was like it kind of looked like a DeLorean. It almost looked like a Back DeLorean. to the Future before before Rip it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically they went on this asteroid and they met a lot of these puppet uh, Muppet style characters. My yep. favorite one we talked about Gary Gnu. No, Gnu's is good. Good news. He was a reporter. He would right. always give. The, right. the news of the day. Right, uh, he right. was a goat. Yeah, I loved him. They also had Speed Reader on there, and Speed it's funny. Reader, I do yeah. remember Speed Reader. I read a little bit. I go, oh, that's right. He would do these warm ups with his eye eyelashes. He would do like push ups or something, and then he like all of a sudden he's like speed reading all this stuff. It's great. Anyway, wow, so great that's space fun. coaster. That's my list. Right. And now on to you, sir. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So here's my list. How are we doing on time here, man? We're good. We, we're great. We're good? We're okay, great. great. Go awesome. Ahead. Cool. Well, then, so here's my list. It pretty much has some of the same uh, entries that are on your list. My first one, obviously, was Sesame Street mm. for all the reasons that you mentioned on your list. And uh, by the way, folks, one of the reasons why some of these shows ran for so long is that they were uh, featured on public television, which is funded through the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's not-for-profit broadcasting, which means that they don't fall under the same hatchet of... Um, of like advertising, advertising, meeting ratings, certain metrics and meeting stuff. Meeting certain metrics yeah. and ratings, which is one of the reasons why they were able to stay around so long, but mm. just kind of an interesting 
interesting nugget there. But so, yeah, I put Sesame Street as number one on my list. This was the first show yeah. I grew up with, watched it at my grandparents, watched it at my, you know, obviously my, my parents' house. But, yeah, I learned uh, about the joys of Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, hmm. Mr. Snuffleupagus uh, by Sesame Street. And, hey, Sesame Street, it was what was cool about it, Eric, was that it was one of the earliest shows I can remember that really preached inclusivity and mm. and yeah. they they touched on some of the key hot button issues that are very derisive nowadays but when you look back at Sesame Street aside from the educational value learning your ABCs and 123s and how to treat people kindly they broached topics of racism and stereotypes and gender stereotypes true, true. in a very informative objective and educational way yeah they would always talk about well why do i look different than you and they would say well you look different than me because and even though it seems really campy right now when you look at the how the show was um obviously the show's main demographic was children yes well you're obviously not going to throw a lot of heavy words out there and um derogatory terms to describe other people you need to educate kids about all the differences in the world and that's what this show did and, and like you're saying it didn't in a simple way that didn't bring in all much of politics and heaviness right. to it it was exactly. just it you know here it is it's very simple to Purely understand for children yeah it's a great point i love that yeah. point yeah yeah so that was number one on my list number two mr rogers neighborhood mm. For all yeah. the things that you said too, and you know the one thing I really loved about Mister Rogers' Neighborhood is that I really came as I grew older. I really um, derived a lot more respect for Fred Rogers. Not that mm. I didn't have respect for him, but the yeah. fact that he had like I think three doctorates in education. He really had a passion for teaching children, and he actually received a, an honorary Oscar, I think, or an honorary Emmy. It was an honorary Emmy award. Okay, the yeah. 2007 Emmy Awards. And he had one of the most eloquent speeches that really dug down deep into the person that he really was. Hmm. He was the nice guy that you heard Fred Rogers was. He really was that nice guy. He was very humble. He had issues when he was younger, especially when he tried to get Mr. Rogers on television. Everyone told him this show is not going to work. Who's going to want to tune in to see a bunch of puppets play and teach morality and teach ethics and teach how to be kind to your neighbors and your family and everything else like that? Yeah. Well, it worked. So he did have his struggles in life, but he was so passionate about teaching education. That's what Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was all about, educating kids in a very fun and informative way, much like Sesame Street did. And, and I bet I bet if people wanted to see that, they could probably find that speech on YouTube, right? It is, went, yeah. After when he won his award, if you're talking you, about you, I'm, I'm curious. I want to go see it now. No, yeah. I actually watched it the other day. Wow. You can go home, YouTube, Fred Rogers, uh, 2007 Emmy Award speech, whatever. Mm. It's a very eloquent speech, and it just shows just what a humble and kind and respectful person Fred Rogers really was. So Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, number two on the list. Number three for me was this show, variety show called Electric Company. It, oh, yeah, it was yeah. kind of the counter to Sesame Street in that mm -hmm. they didn't do a lot of things with puppets. But the one thing I remember the most about Electric Company, Eric, was that it, it blended education. It blended stuff like science, art, technology, reading, writing, stuff like that. Yeah. But they used to do like a 30-minute Spider-Man segment. Oh, I was going to... You know, Electric when you said Company. Electric Company, I yes. thought of that. That was the weirdest Spider-Man yes. I... <laughs> okay, so yes, I'm going to paint yeah. you folks a picture. Please bear with me. I'm a terrible artist. But they do a 30-minute Spider-Man segment. Okay, and first of all, the costume that he wore was so tacky and so loose-fitting. Yeah. He had large cylindrical canisters around his wrist that sufficed as, I guess, web, web slingers. Okay. They looked more like little uh, like little 
bottles of helium or something. Or look like he just wrist. got out of jail, like there were shackles or something. Right, <laughs> right. It's like dead man walking, Green <laughs> what, Mile. What is? You know? What are those things? And then to make to add insult to injury, there would be scenes where he would have to like, like fling his web, mm-hmm. and you would see some stagehand off to the side <laughs> toss a fishnet. <laughs> I'm like, it was like a rope. Yeah, it was just yeah. a rope, right? I'm yeah. like, that's not a spiderweb. That's a freaking fishnet. Yeah. But so, yeah, Electric Company was cheesy for a and, number and he, of reasons. And the way he would dance around, too. I mean, I just kind of remember, like, the music. Yeah. And he would do all his, like, dramatic dancing and, right. and stage poses, you know? And it was, right. it was like, what is this? this so, is, as yeah. much as I love the Electric Company, I always looked forward to the Spider-Man skit because it was man. cheesy. I, I, that's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah. that's number, so three on, th- number three on my list. Number four is a show called 321 Contact. Oh, we talked about this yes, in a previous yes. podcast. So yeah. I like 321 Contact because it was more based in mathematics and science mm-hmm. than a lot of other shows previously were. They would talk about like, you know, how 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 does the incandescent light bulb derive energy and what makes it light up? What does the filament do in a light bulb? And they would do like experiments, like here's how yeast rises when you bake a cake or you bake bread, some simple stuff like that. Yeah. But 321 Contact was a uh, I used to watch it in school too when I was in elementary oh, wow. and middle school. My teachers would play episodes of 321 Contact when I was in like biology and when I took zoology and when I was in just basic science, they would play 321 Contact. Oh, that's so, awesome. And, and the, the main catch theme to that was three, two, one, three, two, one, contact. It's the reason. It's, you know, so yeah, it had kind of a catchy little tune there at the beginning. Yeah. So that was number four. And you said that one, we looked at that one up, and that one yeah. didn't run too long, unfortunately, either. It huh? didn't. It only had, uh, I think it only had about a two-year window, mm. and it was on commercial television, not not CPB, Corporation for Public Broadcasting, but it was commercial television. And that's probably why. one of the reasons why it didn't last long. Yeah. It fell, it suffered to the ratings wars, and it went by the wayside. But it was still a fun show when it was on for its two years and i still remember it it was great memories for me number five number that, number four or five, was that number four number four was three two one contact oh gotcha okay number five for me is a show that we've all heard of it's called reading rainbow oh yeah lavar that's lavar burton lavar burton who of course is famously known as kunta quinte and alex haley's uh the, the tv adaptation miniseries of alex haley's roots but also jordy yeah, laforge yeah. and star trek the next generation next generation laforge yeah. lavar burton has been at the helm of reading rainbow for a very long time and reading rainbow yeah, as a matter of fact i can tell you it's from 1983 to 2006 right exactly that and is that's that's amazing that's crazy too that's almost that's over 30 years almost 40 years of LeVar Burton encouraging kids to read, to not only read for um, for education, but to read for pleasure as well, mm. to show kids that in this day and age of television and movies and streaming entertainment, you can still find a lot of enjoyment by picking up a book, sitting back, and just reading it and just let your mind go and yeah. just explore. And that's what I love the most about it. And... Um, LeVar Burton has a unique way of relating his experiences for his love of reading because his mother is a teacher and Mm. his mother inspired him to read and that's what encouraged him to do this show. But yeah, we're talking 40 years of reading Rainbow, 40 years of encouraging kids to drop the phones, turn off the TVs and read a book. You yeah, because it really can be fun if you allow your imagination <laughs> it's kinda, to make it fun. Well, it's kind of funny a show about, hey, don't watch me anymore. Go read a book. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> you're kind of like, yeah, you're 
kind of book? What's that? You're kind of hurting yourself there. Okay, I'll, you turn, know, on, yeah. I'll turn on my Kindle. Give me a I'll, minute. I'll turn off. I'll yeah. turn you off, Lavar, yeah. and go. But it, yeah. But, but now it, was, he, was he on PBS also? Uh, I think it was on PBS for a while. Okay, and then it made the switch over to commercial broadcasting. But um, the anyway, yeah, that that's my fifth on the list. And I do want to toss a shout out out there real quickly to Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. I used to you watch know, yeah. Lamb Chop with Sherry Lewis. No, I think she used to. So, I think she used to be on. It's hard because a lot of these shows uh, over the you know and. Right. In my right. mind, have just been jumbled up over the years. I yeah. think she was on Captain Kangaroo, and I and I don't okay. know. I do remember her on like a, a regular on one of these shows. Was it Captain Kangaroo or was I, it another? Uh, okay, it was either Captain Kangaroo or she appeared periodically on Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay. I want to say it was Mister Rogers, but Maybe. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm mistaken, and it was Captain Kangaroo. But also, you know, back in those days, she would also do. They'd have a lot of well, daytime TV, yeah. uh, you know, where they do these inner, uh, ver- not ver- necessarily variety show, but they would do like these talk shows, like the late night talk shows. Yeah. They would do them in the middle of the day. You know, right, as exactly. kind of filler. So kind of like an Oprah. I mean, people may be more familiar with Oprah, but they would have like the Merv Griffin show or the, you know, the, all these guys back in the day that Jerry Springer. Were, <laughs> no, not Jerry Springer. <laughs> she wasn't throwing no. chairs. No, she but wasn't. But anyway, they, they would have these shows with, with these, uh, they had these big shows back then. And, and right. she was a regular on like Dinah Shore. I'm pulling these way back now. You got Dinah Shore, you got Merv right. Griffin. But she, I remember her being a regular on a lot of these shows yeah. Uh, yeah. back then also. So yeah, she was, she didn't make my top five, but I tossed her out there as an honorable mention because I watched her show a lot too, and and there are a lot of other little shows yeah, that that yeah. that we that I didn't go into, and and, yeah. and you didn't go into either. But I will say there, there's a couple. I want to do a couple of, of honorable mentions too. Sure, yeah. if they didn't get mentioned for us, and we we got a little bit of time here. Awesome, cool. Um, you know, for people that are a little bit uh, younger than us, uh, you know, from 1992 to 2010, no they have Barney and Friends, right? Oh. I know, I know. But he was was educational, though, right? He was educational. I'm Barney, big purple dinosaur. You can learn a lot from me. Did you guys know Jason played him? I mean, I am Barney, kids. Yes, hello. I love you. Now you got me going. God dang it. Continue, please. Okay, and and so anyway, that that would be one. And then another one, too, for the younger folks. Uh, 96 to 20, actually 2020s Blue's Clues. Blues Clues, okay, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think they had the same host, right? They, I no. think they transferred. I don't know if they had a couple of different hosts along the way. Yeah, my, but da- they have... my daughter watched Blues Clues when she was like ages three, four, and five. She loved mm. Blues Clues. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a good one. Yeah. And then I, I think the the, uh, the all-time, it wasn't necessarily a show, but it played during shows. And mm-hmm. it was and it was during, uh, it was on commercial television. It okay. was Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, Do you yes. remember that? Saturday, well, no, not Saturday mornings. Schoolhouse yes. Rock. Yes. Now, what Schoolhouse? You're right. Was it Saturday mornings? It was Saturday morning. So that that Schoolhouse Rock started yeah. in 1973. Yeah, okay. it went to 2009. You could still find them on YouTube, but I don't even know. They might still kind of slip them in here and there, right? To to uh, TV shows. But what they would do is that you know Saturday morning. Now back in the day before we had endless 24 hour Cartoon Network and cartoons right, all right. over the place. <laughs> If you're a kid and you want to see cartoons, and it came on Saturday morning. I mean, you yep. you would try to wake up for your parents. I usually you would anyway. Wake up for your parents. They're sleeping in. Yep. They're tired. I remember that. Go get that big bowl of cereal. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Big and bowl of sit Frosted down Flakes, baby. And, and watch cartoons, cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. Now, they would be smart, and they would slip this uh, Schoolhouse Rock in there, which would kind of tell you. The one I remember was like, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> so they'd kind of have these little they'd have these little. S- Little segments, I remember that, right? Yeah. They'd have these little segments, probably like five minutes, where they do right. like these little songs, but but they would teach you something, like yeah, yeah. How, how a bill gets made on Capitol Hill was one, or right. you know there was different <clears throat> things, or they teach about the the you know this the presidents or this and that. They had these, yeah. So they had these little little snippets. 
And, uh, uh, you know, I would get so mad, though, because I'm like, I don't get back to my cartoons. You know, I want to see the cartoons. Right. You're, you're right. I don't want this. But but now I have I do have such a a, a love for him that I didn't have uh, back right? then. You know, still, an though, affinity. What would you say? An affinity. An affinity uh, yeah. For yeah. It. But still, though, if I wasn't watching Super Friends at this exact time, <laughs> you better get cut from commercial break. I got to well, watch Super you know, Friends. If you ran out of cereal. That was a good time to go get the second bowl. You know, True, fill back right. up your milk at that point in the cereal bowl was probably just getting just that flavor you wanted. Nice whether you sugary, had, where you sip yeah, out well, of the bowl. sugary, yeah. Whether you had like yeah. a, a fruity pebbles or you had a cocoa puffs. Oh, cocoa puffs, I loved because you get that flakes. chocolate, you get that chocolate milk afterwards. Right? When I was a kid, I would pour sugar on my frosted flakes while oh I was watching gosh, Saturday morning cartoons. Crazy. I crazy. was crazy at the time. That probably explains why I'm diabetic right now. We, we should do well. It's not a TV <laughs> show. Real quick though, a couple. We got a couple. We we can stay a couple extra extra yeah. minutes here. Let's Let's do it. Oh, uh, quick. What's your favorite cereal, kid? My favorite cereal? For Saturday morning cartoons. My favorite cereal as a kid for Saturday morning cartoons, Frosted Flakes, hands down. Frosted Flakes, okay. Frosted Flakes. I'm going to say my favorite was uh, Count Chocula. Count Chocula. Okay. Yeah. I now, it, it, it just made a resurgence, especially during Halloween time. Oh, yeah. But for yeah, a long yeah. time, uh, Count Chocula really wasn't around. But, uh, right. you know, it's, they had the whole kind of monster cereal thing. They had Boo Berry, which was the ghost, and they had Count Chocula, who was the yeah, vampire yeah. guy. And they had Frankenberry, I think, Frankenberry. Too, I was Franken, just going to ask, what yeah. was the name of the fruity one? And that was Frankenberry. Because the fruity one was like Frankenberry. Boo Berry was yeah. more like Blueberry, I okay. think. Okay. And then the Count Chocula had those little chocolate marshmallow, fake marshmallow bits in uh, there. Oh, man. And your milk would get a little chocolatey too. So anyway, I may yeah. have to test the blood sugar tomorrow morning and have a bowl of frosted flakes. <laughs> just, talk, just talking about I it, just right? Watch Saturday making morning the sugar. cartoons on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. How did we? How, you know, when you're young like that, how do you even get away? I mean, you used to eat so much sugar. How do you even get away with it? It's crazy, right? I look at it now and I say, Why am I still alive? <laughs> I hope I didn't jinx myself. Oh, well, hey, on that note, hey, yeah. hey guys. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please uh, give us a review, subscribe. It helps us out. We really do appreciate it. And don't just listen to the show, download the show, share the link with others you know, your friends, family, neighbors, dogs, cats, anyone out there. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, any kind of wildlife. It helps. Believe me, it does. (laughs) Until next time, see you guys on the flip side. All right. Hey, guys, take care. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.